Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Joining us now to give us an update on this amazing project, KF Sito of Makan Sutra. KF Sito, it is always great to have you on. And we, the last time we talked about this was just before the holidays. What has progressed in your project since then? Firstly, good morning <clears throat> to everybody before I move on to New York. You know, sure. I was just listening to your Ukraine story and mm. it's it's really saddening. It's almost frustrating uh, to see 8 billion people, democracy, freedom-loving people be held ransom by one nut job <laughs> who has nuclear weapons, a little, little... You know, bipolar dictator, I think. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I really respect the spirit of the Ukrainians. My heart goes out to them. I was watching mm. my good friend, Jose Andreas. Uh, he's cooking, what, five, ten thousand 10,000 meals a day for wow. to feed people at the border. 1.2 billion or million people are crossing the borders now. You know, um, if not for my weekend post-COVID state, I would have uh, said I would have done something with him. But all we can do now is just contribute to the Red Cross, like uh, the ambassador said. Yeah. And uh, Just jump in there, yeah, my heart goes Just jump in there. I didn't know about this. What is this? Your friend is doing what? Who is this guy? Jose Andreas. He's a, he's a very famous chef. He's always uh, cooking for the displaced and the, um, you know, people downtrodden. He's, he's, he's always in the conflict situations everywhere. He's cooking hmm. messes. Jose Andreas is he's a very famous Spanish chef. And uh, he's also got his own Spanish food hall in New York. Which we will compete with very soon, <laughs> and uh, you know, and uh, I reach out to him. I've told him, you know, let let's meet up and then find and see how much more we could do um, when I hook up with him in New York. Mm. You know, so back to our hawkers in New York. So where are we? So what what stage of, are we at, my friend? Where are we? Uh, we are we are advanced stages. I think the main construction is done. Um, we are just doing the paint job, cosmetic works right now, fitting in the equipments, and obviously it's a little delay because of shipment, because of you know COVID. Um, you know the shipment line, the shipping lines are. Yeah. are the kind supply of chains here and there. Yeah, yeah. Supply chains are very lagged, yeah. and uh, so so all this finishing touch is going to happen in the next. Uh, month or two before we start serving i i believe very much um you know covid willing um we should be serving up by june but sito you know, know and, your market know uh, your market singaporeans are sitting there going hey kela yeah yeah you've got some painting to do what is the food what is the food what <laughs> yeah, yeah, have you yeah, 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 and how much is it going to cost <laughs> what dishes did you select what stalls did you I, select I, I give you a bench. Right? Yes, yes, all these are Singapore questions. Huh? <laughs> so firstly, how much is chicken rice in yeah, Times exactly. Square or by Times Square? Right? Exactly. How much? So we've been studying all these so-called Singapore restaurants. Isn't a really true blue Singapore restaurant? They're selling in Chinatown, at uh, all over the places. There are about half a dozen Singapore-style cafes. And the cheapest one found in the boondocks in some back lane in Chinatown, they go for about 40 15 dollars, and we've got uh, somebody in. Uh, I think it's in a medicine. Um, he is offering chicken rice at twenty five bucks. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. And so, so I think we somebody. A lot of people have been telling us it would be a sweet spot if we came in at about sixteen, seventeen dollars for a chicken rice with you know a bigger, a, a bigger chunk, a bit more rice with vegetables and soup. So when you eat, you see soup, you see vegetables, you see starch, you see protein. Mm-hmm. Seventeen bucks, my friends. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Wow. 
you know, when I was uh, uh, there over Christmas in New York City, my family and I had our holiday and, and we went by the area where the Hawker Center is going to be, you know, just off Times Square. But for those who are not familiar with that area, uh, give us the location again and, and, and what the physical layout of the Hawker Center is going to look like. It's uh, it's wedged between Rockefeller Center and uh, Times Square. It's next to the very famous Le Bernardin restaurant, uh, just by them, led by um, Eric Repair, a very good friend of Bourdain. So, yeah, I think Repair will come over for some chicken rice or satay and laksa soon. And the place is functional. One long alley. It used to be an alley. It's a walkway. Mm-hmm to catch people from 50th and, uh, and 51st, that whole walkway is converted into one nice long food hall to about 12,000 square feet. Nice. Um, shops of um, um, stalls on either side and we will retain the walkway culture. So we want to catch a lot of footfall. A lot of people do tapau in New York, as you know. Yep. So we're going to take advantage of that. So we, we're not worried about footfall. We just want to get it right. Hmm. And Sito, when I asked you, could you tell us on air which hawkers you've selected, what the dishes are going to be? You said you'd, have, you'd go one better. You would pull out at the last minute an right, actual right. hawker for us to come on live <laughs> from New York City. Cito, yes, you've yes, done it again. Yes, 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 and I've just believed so the, the you're going to pull him up. Yes. Let's pull I'm him up on screen. Him, Is he there? Pull this hawker out from the magic hat. Yes, a Chris Hui. <laughs> hi, everybody. A Chris Hui and the whole lot of the hawkers were up in New York just last week, a couple of weeks ago. They're all back now and they had a, had a chance to look at the place. They asked really, really tough questions. What's the airflow return rate of the aircon? Hmm. Stuff normal hawkers don't ask about, but they do when they ask stuff. And you know what? A lot of the hawkers were excited about. When they went there, not 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 the construction works and 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 in the food hall, they are on top of things. They went out to Times Square and they saw the protest to the Russian-Ukraine war, oh. and they said, "Wow, so exciting!" <laughs> you know, I say, "Yeah, hey, New York, man, the freest city in the world, man. You get to express who you are and tell the world what you're uh, doing." And Chris was there just last week, man. All right, so we go about what he saw. Sita, let's go ahead and bring let's bring Chris in. Yeah, Chris, Chris, of course, you are the from the Dragon Phoenix restaurant. Your family is credited with creating chili crabs in Singapore over 60 years ago. All right, so you're there. What do you think about this new uh, this new Times Square area Hawker Center? Well, like like the rest, I'm feeling very excited about this Times Square project, and uh, we are actually we can't wait to actually introduce our food into Times Square and 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 just uh, share our passion with the New Yorkers. Yeah. And what was the, you've been there, you're in New York, what was the facility like? Did it feel like you were stepping into Singapore? Did it feel like an authentic uh, Singaporean hawker center set up? Uh, uh, the setup is basically uh, more or less like a food hall, typical food hall in Singapore. But I believe that uh, 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 the planning, we're supposed to make it uh, more generic individually as a mm-hmm. stall mm-hmm. to highlight the individual characteristics uh, rather than just a, a very homogeneous, boring kind of uh, standardized uh, food hall. Yeah. I believe uh, Sito, he has plans on, on making it more exciting and more vibrant looking, you know. Okay, so Sito, <laughs> we've got, we've got uh, Chris's chili crab. We've got the chicken rice that you mentioned. What else have we got? What was selected? 
one one interesting dish they will see is the yam the yam basket, yes. which his father, Chris's father, invented because of him. If the if the father didn't invent that yam basket, there will be no Chris Hui today. And here's the story: because he was, you know, he was wooing the wife, the, the mother back in the day. And the mother said, "Hey, sorry, I'm an orphan. Now you cannot go and see my parents. You wanna get permission to to take me on? You gotta get permission from the nuns that were taking care of her." So then the father said, "Okay, don't worry. Invite them for lunch. Don't worry. I know they are vegetarians." On the spot, the father came up with this yam ring. It's ubiquitous now. You see it everywhere. So if the father didn't invent that dish and wow the nuns and say okay go, Chris will not be born today. I, I will be around. Is this is, is, <laughs> I will be around. Is this true, Chris? I mean, is this all true? It's a real story. It's a real story. It's a great story. And, my, and the other, my dad literally about... bribed the nuns with the yam ring. <laughs> Bite them with food love. You man. heard it. Food you heard love. it here, folks, uh, on Money FM. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other dishes you're talking about, I meet. I meet. Uh, I was mindful of the fact that we got to introduce the gamut of our mm. culinary ethnicity mm. to put a in, in proper parlance. So we got Malay, Chinese, Indian, Nonya. We got uh, Hainanese, Western. We even have a local local style burger chain. We got kopi, tetare, all that. So it's it's right, you know. We I come. I cannot have everything down there. We only have so many stalls, but I'm looking to open more stalls with our partners and introducing even, you know, even more uh, of mm. our range and what we have. So satay, laksa, Hainanese pork chop. Even the people that invented the white bihun, which you see everywhere, the inventors yeah. are the Sembawang white people. Yeah, but they are coming. Inventors of chili crab, inventors of white bihun has gonna be there. We have this fried rice master. <laughs> how how can you not stop by? See everything? how it's changed. Last time, Sembawang white people used to be the Western sailors. <laughs> correct, correct, correct. Now it's the bihun yeah, uh, makers. Uh, we're talking yeah, with KFC too of Makan Sutra and Chris. Chris Hoy of the Dragon Phoenix Restaurant about this new hawker center that's happening in New York City, just near Rockefeller Center off Times Square. Unbelievable project. Sito, uh, well, actually, first, Chris, to you. Um, you know, when you think yes. about the authenticity of the experience, this will be probably, mm. this will feel different than the usual uh, hawker center here in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, w- what are your thoughts about how to, how to keep that cultural element alive with the new project in New York City. At the same time, great food and making it relevant to, uh, you know, a North American and tourist audience there. Uh, I, I've been to New York before and I've, I've cooked chili crab in New York before with Sito. And uh, I have noticed that most of the ingredients needed uh, are available in New York. And mm. I think New York is a very cultural mixed uh, city and it's pretty ready for such such exposure uh, for us to actually introduce the more Singapore-style kind of cuisine. Yeah. In fact, that's... uh, Oh, sorry. I was going to say, Chris, that's a really good point because something I never thought about. You would have access to really good seafood, I'm guessing, right? Amazing. From the the eastern seaboard. You'd have all that great seafood on your doorstep, Chris. Yes, yes, yes. So so we are looking forward to actually, you know, uh, uh, show New Yorkers how the Singapore style Chinese cuisine or Hawker cuisine is going to work. Yeah. 
Yeah. While while we cannot get uh, Sri Lanka crabs down there, we're going to work with Dungeness oh, crabs. Dungeon and Chris, crabs, yeah. you should look into doing Boston lobster yeah. sambal. Uh, yeah, a lobster or a lobster laksa oh, yeah. as well, or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So some people are asking, hey, will will you know Americans you know um um you know um be comfortable with your food. And I say, hey, hello, this world already got social media. There's no such thing as American food, Chinese food. It's just good food, bad food, divided right. to expensive correct, or not. Correct. People can find out what you are just with a few a few finger finger touches on the phone. And you know what? We Every of the stall there, it comes from a... It has, this, has story about their food. Yeah. It mm. comes from a country rich with this food culture. Well, so... Yeah, especially in New York City. Is. Like every, yeah. everybody in New York City loves all kinds of food. So this is not going to be a stretch yeah. at all. Asito, what's yeah. the opening day going to be? Are you going to make it in time for the next few weeks before spring starts? Or when, when are you going to We, we don't know. We, there, there's, there are some hurdles on there. Um, equipment, you know, um, originally wanted to come in from Asia. There's shipping problems. So we're going to get it as much as we can from America. Some of the hawkers have come very, very special equipment. So um, so all this is, is um, putting some gray matter into the opening date. But like I said, by June or before okay. that, we should open. You should have that first platter of $16, $17 chicken. Rice. <laughs> and don't forget, Cito, when you open at some point, Glenn and I, we're going to do a week of shows live from the Hawker Centre. Right you there. said it on this show. <laughs> now, I know you're very good cuckies with the 1FM one one boys. One I know you're very close to the 1FM one one boys, but you, we said it first. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or just bring all of us. We can all go. Yeah, That's we fine. Can all go. We love Glenn and FD hey, and those know, guys, so uh, no problem at all. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's so near yeah. to Times Square. I mean, the, New York is the world. Uh, capital um, and uh, you know, people would just come because we have our UNESCO story for them people would just come in curious eat the laksa and the chili crab and then they get addicted and they're stuck mm. it's, a, it's a culinary opioid <laughs> and Chris, yeah. I, so, and Chris, I, I wanted to ask it. you. Sorry, I wanted yep. to ask you, Chris. What attracted you to this? Why did you want to take your food to mm. New York? Mm. Uh. I believe that the, the Singapore Hawker UNESCO story is very rich in culture and I don't think it deserves to just stay in Singapore. I believe we should bring these stories and culture across to New York and let's share with the New Yorkers, which I believe yes, there are a lot of yes. food lovers in New Yorkers that are very receptive of foreign cultures and, and looking forward to, to taste something that is really, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, of cultural significance, yes. Exactly. Yeah. They could bring a piece of mince patty sandwich between two meats to us <sighs> and have a fast food chain. We can bring our chili crab there with garlic, with ginger, with shallots, with chili, with, with stock and eggs and blah, 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 and dunk it in fried mantou bread. Man, okay, Neil, we got to go out to lunch after this. I mean, yeah, Turn it. Yes, I'm getting hungry. This, I mean, you're talking about New Yorkers. They've been eating good seafood along the Boston oh, coast there for 200 years. So it's not like they've never yeah. seen seafood before. 300, 300 plus, years, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, it is, yeah. right? So you've got the ingredients there. You've got the multicultural audience there. Yeah. Oh, it's it's going to be – this man's going to be a very wealthy guy. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Hey Sito, have you come up with an actual happy, name? Happy. An actual name for it? Are you just calling it NYC Hawker? Center? Oh, it's um, it's going to be Urban Hawker. I mean, our partners there are the urban space people, okay. so they want to incorporate this hawker element. Um, so it's going to be called Urban Hawker at 
uh, one three five West between fifty and fifty first. Brilliant. And uh, I've got to be fair to our listeners and readers. We always get lots of questions with you. I'll just run through a, a few at you quickly. LL Tan is tipping required for the Hawker Centre. Very Singaporean question. Mm. Yes, uh, typically even in food halls. I, I've been to all the food halls in Lexington and everywhere and I've seen people do tip. I mean, if they're happy, they like your service, there's a little tip box down there and this, I tell you, encourages a server to smile. To get rid of rude hawkers in Singapore, put a tip box, you know, regulate it. Then every hawker is like, hello, you want tapao <laughs> or you want to eat here? That's so, right. So I think it's I think it's what fifteen to twenty percent. So yeah, uh, that, that that is a very good incentive for the staff in mm. the uh, stalls. And Mike Ong wants uh, laksa, and he also wants to know if he can get his tehalia kosong as well. Ayo tehalia kosong te si yuen yang Milo dinosaur the works It will be powered. It will be powered by Kopi Palace, young <laughs> nice. brand chain of Kopi stalls. And we are very funky. I love the energy of the boss, Terence, and I'm so happy they came on board. Awesome, brilliant. And so, can't yeah, wait. yeah, junk, junk, <laughs> the cappuccino and what frap and crappuccino go for Kopi C, Kopi O, Tetari, man. Well, Mike has said something similar. He said, New York will see yeah. some real field, uh, food, not arty farty okay. fine dining. We're going to see <laughs> some right. real food in New York City. In fairness right. to New York, they yeah. did have some real food before. Well, they've had some pretty good food for quite a while. <laughs> they but, do, yeah. they do. There this is go. a real deal. But this will be new. Absolutely. Urban Hawker at 135. Uh, between uh, 135 yes. between uh, 50th and 51st Street, right by Rockefeller Center, probably going to open sometime in the early summer, if not sooner. Um, KFCto, thank you so much, Chris Hoy. Thank you for being with us from New York. Uh, we are thank wishing you, you great success, and we'll see you during the grand opening week when we do the show there. When we're there, lovely. <laughs> see you guys. Looking forward. See you guys. Thanks so Bye. much. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Stay safe. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.